friends. Welcome to the Lug Life Podcast. My name is Adam. This is episode 36, but it is our very first ever road trip ramblings podcast. I'm so excited about this. I am currently on a road trip from Boise, Idaho to Hermiston, Oregon. And when I knew that I was going to be driving most of today, I thought, you know what? It would be fun to record my road trip ramblings and turn that into a podcast because I don't know how you are on a road trip. But when I'm on a road trip, when I'm on the open road driving by myself, I do a couple things. Number one, I normally sing at the top of my lungs to like the Jonas Brothers or Justin Bieber. Um, You are not going to get that in today's podcast. Well, (laughs) take that back. You probably won't get that in today's podcast. Who knows what you're going to get. But then the other thing I do is that I have, uh, gosh, I just have these random just trains of thought. I have these random ideas and conversations with myself. And so I thought, what if instead of having these conversations with myself, I recorded them and posted it for all of you. Now, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. I have no idea what this is going to include content wise. I have no idea how long it's going to be. Maybe this will be like a 15 minute podcast. Maybe this will be like a four hour podcast. I have no clue. I do want you to know I am recording this safely while driving. I have all of my hands-free stuff going, and so I'm able to focus on the road, and I am not uh, distracted as I drive. Just felt that was an important disclaimer to put here in the podcast. Uh, Let's start with talking about why in the heck am I driving from Boise, Idaho to Hermiston, Oregon? Well, I have a client that I do work for. And they hold festivals around the U.S., these really large festivals. And we have one in Hermiston, Oregon on Saturday. And this will be the smallest festival I've ever done for them. But uh, but I flew into Boise this morning, and I am driving to Hermiston for the festival. And then after it is over on Saturday, I will drive back to Boise. I will meet Sherry and Auburn in Boise, and we will spend a couple days with Justin and Lacey Zachman. So excited. So that's kind of the purpose of this trip, and that is the reason I'm driving. Now, the part of the country I'm driving through, I'm actually really familiar with. I've done this drive a number of times because this is part of the country where I have a lot of family. There are a whole bunch of legs in the uh, Boise, Nampa, Caldwell, Meridian area. I have a grandma who lives in Ontario, Oregon, which is 17 miles away. I just passed a a mile marker. So growing up, spent a lot of time down here. This is a part of the country that I've visited a number of times. And actually this drive I've done a number of times as well. So this isn't my first rodeo or my first road trip on this stretch of road. But it has been interesting because the Boise area, and I don't know if you're familiar with it, but the Boise area has grown so much. It's just like all sorts of people moving to Boise. It's a city that is growing like crazy. And so even in my life, I feel like every time I come down here, it's different. And one of the things that is different is something that I just like just got to witness. It's that all of these little towns used to be kind of divided. It was There was Caldwell, there was Meridian, there was Nampa, there was Boise, but there was clear definition between them. And it kind of feels like they've grown into 
sort of like one town. It's hard to tell where something stops and something else begins. And that never used to be the case when I would visit this area growing up. So it's interesting because even just like my untrained eye, I can see the development and the growth in this in this area, which is which is cool to see. But at the same time, um, I don't know. At the same time, it's like, man, things change. And that's not always the best. The part of country I'm driving through right now is a lot of like rolling hills. It's very kind of deserty around here. A lot of browns and greens. Uh, you kind of expect a tumbleweed to blow across the road at any minute. And so that's the, that's the terrain. I do see some mountains off in the distance. And yeah, um, I do have a super nice rental car. I got a little zippy Kia, which is fun to drive. I love, love, love renting cars. And I don't know why, because it's not like the vehicles we have at home are crappy or anything. There's just something about getting in a new vehicle that you are only moderately responsible for and feeling like you can have fun with it. And so I'm super glad to be out on the open road in a rental car, getting to drive however the heck I want to drive. Oh, look, a firework stand. So fireworks in Alaska, um, they do have some firework stands in a couple different locations, but in Anchorage where we live, they say fireworks are illegal. You're not allowed to shoot them off. Now on like 4th of July, on New Year's Eve, pretty much everybody does. And it's the kind of thing that, it's the kind of thing that so many people shoot off fireworks that they can't really stop them. You know what I mean? The police can't really do anything. And so everybody shoots them off, but you're not supposed to have fireworks. And I think the fact that I grew up in a place where fireworks weren't readily available has made me such a big firework fan. Like I love, love, love fireworks. Always one of the highlights of a trip to Disney, always one of the highlights of a Disney cruise. If there's fireworks in an event, I'm instantly excited. In fact, one of my like life bucket list things to do, and this is going to sound very weird for most of you, is to go to a big 4th of July, like fireworks celebration. Um, In Alaska, 4th of July fireworks are the lamest fireworks ever. Because remember, the 4th of July in Alaska is still light. Like people shoot off fireworks and you can barely see them. And so I have never in my entire life had a dark sky, huge 4th of July fireworks show. And I just feel like that's part of like Americana, like that's part of being an American is experiencing that. And so I have not experienced that. Also, I'm passing the town of New Plymouth. And I always wonder what the story is with Old Plymouth. Like where did Old Plymouth go? Do you guys ever wonder that? Just me on road trips? So I think you're already getting a taste of how random this is going to be. Here's what I want you to do. Picture that you are sitting next to me in the seat here in the car. You're on the road trip with me. And at this point, you probably would be like, Adam, shut up. I'm not dealing with four hours of your chitter chatter. The problem is that you're not here and I control the record button. So yes, you are going to listen to my chitter chatter. I mean, unless you stop listening to the podcast, but don't do that. 
don't do that. That wouldn't be nice. Uh, so one of the next towns we're going to come to is Ontario, Oregon, where my grandma lives. Um, my grandpa passed away a few years ago, and um, gosh, he was he was just such a good guy. He was... I was never as close to my grandparents as I wish I could have been, partly because of distance, right? I always lived in Alaska. But I always remember that my grandpa called me honey. And so whenever I talked to him on the phone, he would always call me honey. And I just remember that was so sweet. I know, you know, as a as a young boy, maybe you don't want your grandpa to call you honey. But I loved that. Like, I just thought that was, I don't know, just so wonderful and tender. Uh, and I missed that. But before he passed, Sherry and I made a trip down here and we got to spend some time with him. And one of the things that was important to me is that I wanted to hear his stories because I wasn't raised around him. And so I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. And before he passed, I I wanted that. I wanted to have Um, I don't know. I I wanted to have a time when it was just he and I and Sherry and my grandma sitting around talking. And so I just started asking grandpa about stories about his life. And he told me this one story that I will, I will never, ever forget. Uh, Grandpa grew up in Garden City, Kansas during the Dust Bowl. And I'm going to try to get the details of this right. Sherry would know it much better than than I do. Um, he grew up in Garden City, Kansas during the Dust Bowl and my grandpa's brother had some health issues. Um, I don't remember if it was asthma or what it was, but basically it was bad news for him to stay and for the family to stay in Kansas during the Dust Bowl. They, they basically needed to get out of there. Grandpa said he remembered uh, my great-grandma, his mom, taking wet towels, like taking towels and soaking them in water and then draping them over uh, Grandpa and his brother's head kind of to keep the dust out. And they would put towels under the doors and windowsills and just try to seal off the house as best as they could to keep the dust out. But even with all of those efforts, it was still bad for health. So the family knew they needed to head west. And so from Garden City, Kansas, they I think they had a friend in in the Boise area or in the Idaho area. And so they decided to head this way and they had an old pickup truck that they, the family owned and that's how they were going to head West. But as they got to the Rocky mountains, the truck would not go over the Rockies in drive. Like you couldn't drive over the Rockies, but it would make it over in reverse. And so grandpa said that he and his brother were in the back of the pickup truck, basically driving in reverse over the Rocky Mountains to leave Kansas, the land that they had (laughs) lived in and grown up in, to get to their new home in Idaho. And he's telling me this in his living room before he passed away. And I, I just remember thinking that that was a memory that I would never, ever in my entire life forget. And how happy I was that I was intentional about making the time to go down and and be with him. Because even though I didn't get to spend as much time with my grandparents growing up as I would have liked to, I didn't get to spend a lot of time around, you know, aunts and uncles and cousins as I would have liked to, um, the times that I've been intentional about spending with them, 
the memories that I've made are the kind of things that I will like absolutely hold on to forever. So when I think of Ontario, Oregon, you know, it's a town that my dad grew up in. It's a town that, that we actually, I lived in. Not a lot of people know that. So a lot of you will know I was born in Connecticut. I've talked about that on our vlogs. You obviously know we moved to Alaska, but kind of between those, we lived in Ontario, Oregon when I was a kid. I think I was probably two or so. Um, and so, you know, Ontario is a town that I've lived in. And yet when I think of Ontario, what I think about is that evening in grandpa's living room and him sharing stories. Um, and to me, one of the takeaways for that is that we didn't have quantity of time together, right? Growing up, I haven't had quantity of time with family. And so what I've had to do is be intentional about the quality of time when I get it. And that's one of those things that I just, I don't know, this is going to sound weird because I'm only 41, but as I'm getting older and I'm realizing that, you know, people we love aren't with us forever, that I want to be more intentional about. I want to be more intentional about the quality of time um, when quantity can't happen. So there's just a little, a little road trip rambling. These are the kind of things I think about as I drive, uh, especially through this part of the country. Um, this is the town that my, my dad went to Ontario high school here. My middle name is Joseph. And I was actually named after my dad's best friend in high school here in Ontario. Um, who Joseph passed away in a car accident. Actually, I think it was when dad and him were in high school or shortly after. And I was named after him. He was my dad's best friend. And, uh, yeah, another Ontario connection. So I don't talk about the Ontario part of my life very often. Um, not for any reason, just, just doesn't come up. But as I get ready to drive through Ontario, I thought I'd share that. The train here is still pretty rolling hills, brown, green. Um, yeah, it's a nice day today. It's 81 degrees and sunny. And one of the reasons that I love, love, love the Boise area is that it's so dry. There's no humidity. And so 81, like I could sit outside right now all day long and just be completely happy. I love this, this temperature. Uh, 81 and dry in Boise feels like heaven. Whereas 81 in a more humid place like a Florida, just, I'm just miserable. So give me dry heat over humidity any day. One of the things I'm going to try to stop and do on this drive, because they just have so many of them, are little fruit stands. Um, there's just these little roadside fruit stands all along the way. And I want to stop and I want to get some fruit. I think that would be so delicious. We don't have, like fresh fruit, we've talked about this in vlogs, fresh fruit in Alaska is... Oh my gosh, you guys, it's so hard to come by. And so when I have the opportunity to visit a little family farm, oh, I'm crossing the Snake River. Welcome to Oregon. Here is the Welcome to Oregon sign right here. That's fun. Speed limit 70. I am going, well, I'm going probably 73. Don't tell the coppers, they'll come for me. Um, the road that I'm on, I'm actually going to stay on this road the entire way 
from Boise to Harmiston, so it's not like I have to get on a lot of different roads, so that's pretty nice. What was I talking about? Oh yeah, fruit stands. Um, <laughs> road trip, ramblings. Um, I just love them. You know, stop, get a thing of cherries, get a thing of, I don't know, if they have berries, if they have apples, just munch on the road. That's like one of my favorite road trip snacks in this part of the country because it's not something that I'm used to being able to get. I'm passing um, a Holiday Inn Express right now in Ontario, Oregon that I have stayed in. That's fun. It's really cool driving through here. It's just, yeah, it's just nostalgic to me. I do wish I had more time to spend here on this trip. It's a little hard because I'm, I'm really just driving through getting to work. And so I would have liked to have had more time here, but hopefully next time, remember next time I'm here, quality of time over quantity of time. Um, trying to think of other things I might do on this drive. So I made stop at the Pendleton Woolen Mills. Obviously Pendleton Blankets, a huge deal, a worldwide known company. And they're based out of Pendleton, Oregon. And they have a really great shop. Sherry and I have been there before. And I may stop at the Pendleton Woolen Mills and see what kind of stuff they have, see if they have anything that I can afford. Their blankets are so darn expensive. But here's my thought. We're heading into winter and having a nice wool blanket would be wonderful. So we'll see, maybe I'll stop. I really love um, just all of the little roadside businesses. There was just a little trading post that kind of looked like an antique store slash trading post. Those are the kind of things that I normally stop into. I, If I'm not on a rush on a road trip, I'm the kind of person who I ramble as I go. I want to stop at all of the quirky little roadside places. I want to have conversations with locals. I don't like going through like fast food places. I would prefer to stop into like Joe's Diner and sit at the bar and have bacon and eggs and talk to the guys that are there every day. You know what I mean? That's just what I love to do when I drive, especially through a new part of the country or a part of the country that I don't live in. So now, just giving you a little lay of the land, I've crossed over from Idaho. I'm now into Oregon and I'm kind of starting the turn north a little bit. So I was heading west from Boise and now I'm kind of starting that turn north heading up into Oregon because Hermiston um, is in the northern part of Oregon. It's kind of like north central Oregon. So that's where I'm going. It is a pretty drive. And one of the things that I want, you know what? I want to, I'm going to go on a little, a little rant here. Okay. You guys okay with a rant? I believe you can find beauty in any place you live, but I think when you live somewhere, it can be easy to forget how beautiful and how wonderful the place you live is. For example, Sherry grew up in Indiana and for her, I think Indiana was not, not a terribly visually pretty place. And it's also hard because, I mean, we live in Alaska, right? What do you, what in the world do you compare to Alaska? But it doesn't have to compare to Alaska. It can still be beautiful on its own. 
And so when I went back to Indiana, I saw all of these, you know, these vast fields and these old farm buildings and things to me that were beautiful because they weren't normal. And sometimes I think when something becomes normal to us, we can lose the beauty. And so the part of the country that I'm driving through right now is I could see a lot of people not thinking that this is very pretty because it is just kind of browns and greens and sort of desert. But I think it's beautiful. Like every now and then there'll just be like this kind of rolling hill and out in the middle of the field, there's just one giant tree. I think that's so pretty. I want, it's like, I want a black and white photo of that. There's all of these old little farmhouses and just these old little barns. And I don't know. I just think, I think it's important that when you live somewhere, don't let where you live, don't let the normal, um, stop you from seeing what is beautiful about where you live. One way that I think you can do to help that is watch vlogs of other people experiencing your normal. I received a a message on our Fairbanks videos from somebody who lives in Fairbanks. And he, he's somebody who I, I don't know if he's watched our videos before. Like I don't ever remember him commenting. Um, but he said he watched our videos and he said that he, uh, watched the Fairbanks video and they live in Fairbanks. And he just said how much he appreciated them because we were doing things and we were excited about things that he just sort of takes for granted, right? He doesn't think of. And so for him, watching us experience his home helped him appreciate his home even more. And I had a similar comment when I went to Reno, Nevada on my road trip a couple years ago because Reno is one of those cities that I had not heard a lot of good things about. But you guys, I had so much fun in Reno. It was one of the highlights of the road trip. And again, got a message from somebody who was actually planning a vacation and they were like, hey, we watched your your vlog and we added an extra day in Reno just because it looks so cool with the things you did there. And so I think that watching other people experience something can help restore a little bit of magic. So if you live in an area that you have kind of lost passion for or lost excitement for, watch vlogs of other people visiting or experiencing them and see if that helps, I don't know, see if somebody else's excitement and joy and happiness and love for what is your normal helps it become a little more special to you again. Does that make sense? I hope that made sense. Just passed a big old cornfield. Um, and I don't know, I know the term like knee high by the 4th of July as far as like the height of corn, but that corn is probably shoulder high and it's the end of August. So I don't know if there's like a fun term for that. There's also these beautiful yellow flowers. They look like mini sunflowers in the middle of the road. I just, I love them, but it always creeps me out because I'm going through this like desert ish area and I kind of want to stop and get photos of stuff, but you guys have snakes here and y'all know I am not about snakes. And it's so weird because I never even have to think about snakes in Alaska 
But here I'm like, oh gosh, if I wanted to stop and get a photo of a flower, am I gonna get bit in the butt cheek by a rattlesnake? Nobody wants that. Nobody wants me to get bit in the butt cheek by a rattlesnake. <sighs> so I guess I won't take any photos of flowers. Um, but that is something that I never have to think about in Alaska. In fact, Auburn and I went out raspberry picking a couple of weeks ago and we were just, you know, we saw raspberry bushes and so we just kind of dove into them and picked a bunch. And she made the comment uh, kind of when we were done how nice it was to be able to just do that and not have to think about snakes or poisonous spiders. And again, those are things that I just, like I take, I take that for granted. The fact that when I... You know, if I want to go trouncing through grass or if I want to go on a hike or if I want to, you know, dive into a berry bush, I never have to think, oh, is there a snake in here? Is there a spider in here? Most of the animals in Alaska you have to be concerned about, you can see, right? If there's a bear eating your blueberries, let the bear have the blueberries. I'm not going to accidentally step on a bear and a bear's not going to bite me in the butt. Although there was a news story in Alaska, this was crazy. And this was this summer. Um, I don't know how it happened, but a bear got into it. Basically, was like an elevated porta potty. Um, and the person went in there to go to the bathroom, and the bear bit the person on the butt. I'm sure if you Google search Alaska bear butt bite, I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't Google search that. That's a weird Google search. But if you do, you can probably find the news article. Uh, I feel like it was somewhere in southeast Alaska. So we're gaining elevation right now. In fact, we just passed, or I just passed a sign that said chain up area for semis. So in the wintertime, this area must get a little bit nasty. Probably get some snow, probably get some ice in here. I have been recording for 25 minutes and 50 seconds. Holy cow. Um, I really want to know if you guys like this podcast or if you never, ever want me <laughs> to do one of these again. I am just absolutely just one stream of thought as I drive. Like whatever I see, whatever I think of, that's what I tell you. Yeah, I, I'm kind of glad that, so Sherry and I, here's what I was going to say, I'm kind of glad that I'm doing this road trip by myself because Sherry and I road trip a little bit differently. Um, Sherry has, well, okay. Sherry normally gets car sick. And so I feel bad on road trips because I just feel like she's miserable all the time. But with this new seat, like motion sickness medication that she's been taking for boat trips and train trips, I wonder if that would make road trips better. Because I absolutely love, love, love road trips. But I feel bad because I just feel like she's miserable the entire time. So if we're like if we're in a car with friends and we're going on a drive in Anchorage or up in Alaska. If she has to sit in the back seat, a lot of times she'll get car sick. If she sits up front, she's normally okay. It's almost like as long as she can see the road, she's fine. But the second she can't, she's not. I'm also realizing that I should have stopped and got a bottle of water. Because I'm coming up on 30 minutes 
of talking nonstop, and my throat is feeling, well, my throat's feeling it, so I'm probably, the next town I come to, I'll probably stop, and I'm not sure what the next town is, I mean, there's, so where I'm at now, there's no buildings in sight, there's no towns in sight, this is just total rolling hills, desert countryside is what this looks like, yeah, rolling hills, desert countryside, this is a very, um, it's almost like a very western part of Oregon, and when I mean, when I mean western, I don't mean, like, location, like, north, south, east, and west, I mean western as in, like, country, um, they have, in Pendleton, they have a big rodeo, in Hermiston, they have a big rodeo, so these are big farming, agriculture, they're, they're real country kind of communities and kind of people in this part of Oregon, which I love. In fact, this was the part of the state, if you remember from my road trip vlogs, do you guys remember when I stayed in a teepee? One of the coolest lodging experiences I have ever, ever had. And that was somewhere around here-ish. So, yeah. I'm also going to cross the Oregon Trail, which I think is super fun. I was a big Oregon Trail fan growing up as a kid, just studying about that whole journey. But also, the computer game Oregon Trail, how many of you guys remember playing that growing up? Right? You, like, shoot a 600-pound buffalo, but then you can only carry 200 pounds of it, and then everybody dies. And you either die because you got some disease, or you died because you tried to forge a river that you shouldn't. Ugh, that game. I remember my favorite part of the game Oregon Trail was the part where you would, like, hunt the animals. Do you guys remember that? You'd control it with the arrow keys on the keyboard, the direction, and then you would shoot with the space bar. And so it's like, oh, there's a turkey. And so it's like, womp, 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 womp. And then you'd shoot. And then you'd get a turkey. And it's like, there's four pounds of meat. Yeah, I loved that game. Ah, oh, it's so pretty out here. This is the kind of land that I want black and white photos of. It's kind of like the barns in Indiana. I just want black and white photos of those. Um, and maybe it's because there's not a lot of color around here. I just feel like this landscape looks so perfect in black and white. Just my thoughts, though. So, friends, I think that is going to be it for the first ever Road Trip Ramblings podcast. I went 30 minutes, nonstop. I'm wondering if any person is still listening or if all of you have clipped away. And I want to know, and you guys know, hopefully by now, where you tell me that stuff. Because you tell me that over on YouTube. What we do is you search Leg Life Podcasts over on YouTube. You find this post. We post all of our podcasts on YouTube as well. And we use the comment section to interact with you guys around these podcasts. So if you're listening to this, if you have a thought, if you have a comment you want to leave, go over there and uh, search Leg Life Podcast on YouTube. Find the Road Trip Ramblings episode. Leave me a comment. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you about it. I'd love to hear from you about anything I talked about. I'd also love to hear from you if if you liked this. Is this something you'd like to see me do more often? Sherry do more often? Would you like to see a road trip ramblings with both Sherry and I? 
I'm sure Sherry's actually really glad she's not here right now because normally she would have told me to be quiet like 50 times because I am such a talker. Sorry, Sherry, if you're listening, I love you. But friends, I also love you. Thanks for uh, joining me on this experiment of a podcast. I appreciate you listening to the 36th episode and we will see you guys next Saturday for episode number 37. All right, friends. Love you guys. Bye.